Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast where Carrie just posted a TikTok about the fact that we're watching all the American Pies this week. Although this episode is just on American Pie 1. And also when I say all the American Pies, that's a lie. The three, <laughs> the main three. The main three, because there's like a whole sub sub. When I looked up the writer, first of all, when I looked up the director of this movie, prolific and important to this podcast, when I looked up the writer of this movie, only American Pies. But he has dozens of credits. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Who's the director who's prolific to this podcast? The director of this movie came out in 1989 and holds a whopping higher or lower than Practical Magic, Carrie. Higher. 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's directed by Paul White's. Uh, and Chris White's and written by Adam Hers. He directed, among many, many other things, uh, About a Boy was the one that stood out to me. Oh, but this sure. directing duo of, I assume, brothers, prolific. Got it. Um, oh, they also, Admission, that movie with Paul Rudd and Tina Fey uh-huh. that we should probably at some point do for this podcast. We should also do About a Boy for this podcast, but you say it's not a long time. Yeah, but we'll do it eventually. Um, great. Uh, let's talk about american pie what were your you know we haven't done in a while what were your predictions my predictions were that there were gonna be things about this movie that i enjoyed i remembered that it had been raved about critically um for what it is let's be clear like i do want to be clear this is my favorite genre of a movie is teenagers losing their virginity before not my one of my favorite genres. I love the genre, the very the niche rom com drama. Teenagers have to lose their virginity before they go to college. You have sure. so many good movies under that umbrella. This is I also think and this like might it's be worth yeah. It's worth noting this is this is a comedy in the vein of Van Wilder and Animal House and like a raunchy boy men comedy not that like it's not that like women can't enjoy it but i just mean like the focus and the gaze and the targeted audience is young men there's also so much about this movie that things kept popping up and i said do we say that because of this movie and the answer is almost certainly yes yes Ben was like, if MILF existed as a thing before, this movie brought it to popularity. Like, at one point, I, John Cho tells us what a MILF is. So if that was a thing before, this movie is why we know it. I don't I'm know almost it certain it was not. Um, What's my name? Say my name, bitch. I just thought that was a thing people said. It's from, the, it's, a, it's a quote from this movie. There's, like, so many thing i don't even know that i wrote them all down but there's so many things that happen in this movie that i thought oh we say that because of this movie right not least of which is all the lines we say because of this movie you know this one time at bank all the things that got huge right in the wake of this movie yes so anyway back so to my prediction like i 1999 i was 13 can i do math i was 13 12 or 13 it was a you little you at the end of 99. ahead of my time. Like, I don't remember being super into these movies as a teenager. I think because I was a little on the young side when they came out. But I remember that there was a ton of hoopla around them. I remember that they were hugely popular. I remember all of the, like, cultural touchstones and how much a part of the zeitgeist these movies were. So I knew that there were going to be things that I liked about it. I also knew 
there were going to be problems. I was unprepared for the extent of the problems. I, a third into this movie, was like, I am at ease. I feel like we're being taken care of. I feel like people knew what they were doing. I feel like we've said consent so many times in this movie. This is going to go so well. And then I got, and then it was like some, and then whiplash, whiplash into a rape scene. But to be fair, it wasn't whiplash because Ben was sitting next to me going, stop saying that. It's not, you're not going to like this. This is going to get, and then Casey Affleck shows up, which is like a red herring of rape to come. You know, it's sort of like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Casey Affleck is there. And then it got bad. We'll get to it. Yeah. So anyway. let's get to it. I mean, like now we've, we've introduced it. Let's talk about like the biggest problem this movie had, which was a non-consensual filming of a naked woman. Yes. And then sexual acts. So the premise of this movie is this group of friends, Chris Klein. Keep uh, keep wanting to call Kevin Klein, Chris Klein, and Chris Klein, Kevin Klein. Chris well, Klein. They could not be more different. Uh, I'd have sex with either one. Uh, Jason Biggs and two boys whose names I will not learn. Hot guy and medium hot guy. So if if I looked this up today. Not Stifler. Of them, if you had to guess who's working most consistently these days, who would you say? I mean, I it's, it's not fair because I know the answer to that question. And it's also, he's the lead of the movie. What point are you trying to make? Jason no, Biggs is the lead of the movie. It's not Jason Biggs. Oh, it's the guy who has sex with Jennifer Coolidge in a scene where she yes. has sex with a drunk child. He... His IMDb credit is like prestige drama, prestige comedy, prestige drama, Uh, a guest spot on this show that everyone watched, a guest spot on this show that everyone watched. Working the most, yes. The most famous people of this movie are none of those four boys. It is Natasha Lyonne, or the most respected is Natasha Lyonne and John Cho. And John Cho is background at best. Not at best. John Cho is like a three-line part. Anyway, so these four boys, the four main boys. Yes. Um make a pact they think their like nerdiest friend um has had sex before them spoiler alert no he hasn't um they make a pact to have sex before graduation it's basically like we're all gonna lose our virginity on prom night it if it's not the first of a trail of great movies it's certainly the first of our generation we got our we get our super bads we get our book smarts we get our blockers we get so many good ones from american pie um yes uh jason biggs has a crush on uh a czechoslovakian i guess czech republic at the time still a czech exchange student played by shannon elizabeth doing an accent that can only be described as waning starts very strong and then goes away mm-hmm. um also <laughs> point out he's like she's not doing a czech accent she's just doing like hot eastern european girl accent and i was like yes eastern european girls are hot bitch we're czech anyway uh he gets her to come over to study she has to change from ballet class but also what she was wearing to ballet class was not what you wear to ballet class it's that's beside the point that whole i like had to rewatch that back and then i decided i didn't want to so then i just googled what the plot was because i was like why is she getting naked i missed this it doesn't really make sense but the thing is jason biggs was like uh he tells the guy she's coming over to study they were like you have to set up a camera in your room 
like they knew she was going to change. Then she quote unquote changes from ballet class. Look, we were teenage dancers. You wear tights, pink tights, a black leotard, pink shoes. There's a very specific dress code to a ballet also, class. And she was wearing like hot shorts and a sports bra. Also, I could get in and out of that leotard and that tights without showing you a goddamn thing. Uh-huh. Oh, here's the thing about ballet dancers. We'll be in six different outfits and you'll never see my I once changed in front of my male teacher and there was nothing untoward that happened because he didn't see a goddamn thing. Yeah. Because you know how... Anyway, she starts changing in his room where he set up a camera and he runs to... And and he has told the friends but then also accidentally broadcast it to the school. Um, She gets half naked, so she's in underwear and her uh breasts are out and she lays on his bed with just her tits out which i was like what teenage girl um opens his drawer where she's a bunch of porn pulls out some porn and starts masturbating to it and everyone's watching then they're like you have to go back there she's primed and ready because she's of course doing something that no teenage girl has ever done which is masturbate in some weird kid's bedroom because she found his porn um they like start to hook up but he like and basically he's broadcasting it to the entire school he knows it she does not Never at any point in the movie is that talked about as being a crime. Never at any point in that movie is that talked about as being inappropriate. She disappears after it. She gets, quote, sent back to Czechoslovakia because her host family found out. And she was, of course, and he he walks into school and he's a fucking god. And no, he's not. No, he's being made fun of because he couldn't uh, complete. Right. Because he prematurely ejaculated twice. Twice. So like, look, I didn't have sex as a teenager, but as can teenage boys go round and no. round that quickly no there's something biological that has to happen yeah that's right he prematurely ejaculated and she got crossed out by him she gets sent back to czechoslovakia because i don't know everyone's terrible and no one was like hey a crime was committed against you uh-huh um yeah it's also like i want to point out the beginning of this movie when they are making that pact they say it has to be valid consensual sex they say like it, you have to like convince someone to have sex with you you can't and they say like no prostitutes but essentially like you can't you know which is a problematic statement we'll come back to but go on but also the idea being like you have to have a girl want to have sex with you it can't be a situation where you're paying someone off and they have to consensually agree to it and then like this scene like we completely and i was like awesome i'm so glad we're making a movie about boys losing their virginity and boys having sex where this is stated up front and then a third of the way into the movie they're like Meh, never mind let's piss all over that and i was yeah. like oh i was i was actually happy with what we were doing and this sucks so i think a lot of what the movie tries to do is like the people who are approaching things in like a gross and or immature way often turn out to be the ones that are wrong in the movie. So like the friend that is the pusher of the pact, like ultimately the rest of them are like, this is stupid. Like we're not going to do this. And he like ends up admitting that like, it's about a lot of other stuff. Like Stifler is supposed to be like the one having all the sex and Stifler, not a member of these four boys. Stifler played by, What's that? Sean William Scott. Thank you. Um, and we don't ever actually see him have sex with anybody. No. Um, ben pointed out that he thought he remembered. So Ben, like when we watched this movie, was like, this takes me back so deeply. One to being a teenage boy. Ben is the same age as you, so was 13 when this movie came. A little older than you, so was fully 13 when this movie came out. And was like, I just remember like being this age and having this movie, and it like 
he's like this just speaks to such like a quintessential teenage me way now he also as that scene came up was like this is bad i forgot about this this is bad like um but said let he we talked about how i thought like there was going to be some reveal that stifler had never had sex and he said he even like like berenstein bears that as a memory like maybe that maybe it comes up in the second one yeah that like stifler because i was like it really feels like this kid that talks about getting laid all the time probably isn't but also like maybe we had done that with the nerdy kid who tells everyone that he had sex with this girl and then she finds out at prom right rightfully is like fuck you dude now you're never gonna get laid um yeah so i feel like them and so even in this scene like jason biggs then is the one that like well both of them but like jason biggs in addition to her sort of like reaps what he sows because he ends up sort of being the laughing stock because he can't perform except that a crime hasn't been committed against him because he set up the camera and knew he was being correct right i'm not i am not i don't want to downplay the problematicness of this scene i think that what the writer was trying to do in a 1999 mindset was flip the script on the guy who like set it up Mm -hmm. the problem being that okay but you've already said the context of like this girl has been violated and and she's never not the butt of the joke correct and And she never never... gets revenge she gets she gets punished and the movie isn't saying she shouldn't be the movie is saying like like and at the end he is still talking she's still talking to him and they're Mm -hmm. still communicating and she's his love interest in the second one um it's tough having been a high schooler after this right the rise of obviously like social media was in its infancy when we were kids but in the rise of like cell phones and social media when like revenge porn became a thing thing. when we were in high school and has obviously gotten so much worse and so it's tough to watch this movie that so deeply influenced the boys of our generation watch a movie that basically was like hey boy a playbook for and this isn't revenge porn he's not mad at her but it's it's at no point saying like if a woman agrees to be with you her body is not yours to distribute in any way shape or form and this movie right. is making a mockery of it and they may now look at that and think like holy god the thing we were a part of is really i would hope they do you know look back on it disgracefully but it's just real tough to watch knowing what we know now and having gone right. through high school after this movie like oh fuck you guys yeah and i mean i think the other thing is that like kids whether they're participating consensually or not like kids are being criminalized for this behavior now and like and even in situations where they've like willingly exchanged photos and so like to see it played out as sort of like oh it's just kids being kids and like teenagers being teenagers and like now we're like criminalizing that behavior and like locking kids up for that behavior is doing i mean putting like the non-consent aspect of this aside like kids doing these things that are kid behavior you know let's be really clear like your frontal lobe which is your like judgment center is not fully developed until you're 25 mine's still not developed carrie i don't make good judgment exactly watched vanderpump rules those motherfuckers are 40 none of their frontal lobes are developed 
Well, and lots of things can affect the development of your frontal lobe, like trauma. Um, so this is all suffice to say that like, it's really, it's like kind of like, I feel like I'm in an episode of Black Mirror where like in 1999, we were all looking at this like, haha, isn't that funny? Like kids being kids, boys being boys. I said this and, is peak boys being boys shit. And 2023, we are putting kids in jail for this behavior. And I'm not saying that like when it's not consensual, there shouldn't be consequences. There absolutely should be consequences, but I'm very rarely going to advocate for locking a kid up. And well, now we're getting into like, this is wrong. And also we should find ways that aren't locking up children to deal with crimes, but also like, like, these boys don't face a single con. Nobody sits them down and be like, Hey, no, there should have been did was bad. Yes. Sure. Eugene Levy just... should have had a scene where he said, Jason Biggs, as your father, Eugene Levy, I have, we got to talk about this. Absolutely. I'm I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just saying like, it's very Twilight zone to like now be in this world where we're like, oh, if you send anybody a naked picture, you receive a naked picture, like straight to jail, you know, like crazy. Um watching this movie the thought i had was like oh raising kids seems fucking terrifying because again this is 1999 and technology is a a fucking joke like at one point he's trying to watch a porn on a vhs and he's like the reception is bad like the technology to what it is then to what it is now is fucking terrifying and i just thought like raising kids seems terrifying because how do you sex positively teach children without being like hey if you take a picture and send it to someone that could have consequences. Right. Like we don't want kids to be, the kids frontal lobes are not developed. We don't want them to be like sending naked pictures of themselves willy nilly. Um, But also, I don't know. It, just, it was just such a mind fuck of like, how do you teach kids about sex in a non, and obviously like, consent and like everyone needs to know if a camera's involved everyone needs to be it's as with anything sexual enthusiastically consenting to it but also like hey maybe it's something private i don't know right i'm not ready to raise children and and i was like "Mm, carrie you're gonna have teenage boys yeah hold on i'll get there yeah i mean i think like the thing is like like how do you hold teenagers accountable but also not criminalize teenage behavior. And I want to be very clear that I don't mean that a lack of consent is typical teenage behavior. Um, no, but there was like a boys will be boys. Yes. Aspect to this. Yes. There was absolutely like a downplaying of how serious what they all agreed to do was. Yeah. I also just think like from the movie watching perspective our like point of view of the movie thing is that like this sex crime that takes place is never treated as such and this character is never treated as a person in a way that like tara reed is right um yeah i actually think like there was a level of like oh natasha leone is a sexually active teenage girl and and she's given some humanity tara reed is given like a personality and humanity wilson hannigan is mostly a joke but like in a in a movie where i thought like in large part we're showing like girls wanting to have sex and girls question girls thinking about these things in a similar way to boys like 
we're not being like girls are prudes and boys are little horn dogs. The Shannon Elizabeth character was just not, she was a sex object. And when we were done Mm -hmm. with the joke of her being assaulted, she literally went away. Yeah. It just felt, it was so objectifying. It was so icky and it was so like, Oh, this, this had consequences that they didn't foresee. Right. And you're right, Carrie, like we can't, you, you know, like you have to talk about, we have to talk about our criminal justice system in a million ways. Obviously, like because of your work, you are especially attuned to the ch- children in the criminal justice system. And we don't want to like, you know, we are not lock it up people, lock them up people. But also like, like how do you, how, the movie did not handle this. First of all, it should uh-huh. never, it, this should never have been a storyline in this movie. It's not what it was about. And when it became one, it was not handled with any level of care, sensitivity or understanding of what it was telling boys was appropriate mm-hmm. behavior towards other teenage girls. It was yeah. just bad and, it and icky. Was, and as you pointed out like it was kind of jarring because jarring to that point like the female characters i think there's a lot of really interesting things going on with the female characters and the way that they're, they're written with the exception of the shannon elizabeth character i think there's some really interesting things going on with the male characters and the way they're written and the ways in which they're talking about sex as oh mina suvari is a full person um but not in this like this this was the piece that sort of like pulled me out of the movie now granted i am watching this not as a teenage boy in 1999 i am watching this as a 36 year old mom of boys in 2023 so like clearly my perspective is very different but yes this scene was really disappointing i think that they were trying to like say like there are consequences for your actions because he then made fun of he's like the butt of the joke but it's so like minuscule a consequence that like that you're just like i i what are we saying like i what would are have we- if we demand this scene has to be part of the movie i would have loved a where eugene levy this guy giving his son advice the whole time and i trust no father the way i trust eugene levy sit him down and be like that wasn't cool that's not how we do that that we don't do that here buddy right i don't need to see like jason biggs shipped off to like juvie but i need someone to teach teenage boys that that's not how you treat anyone also uh, the cultural stereotype of her just being like an eastern european woman ready to fuck like come on also because let me tell you listeners you got two czech girls right here and we were late stage virgins Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think like the accent just like further like went away and, this is, and objectifies her and like so Shannon Elizabeth was not a good actress, but like the accent fucking goes away halfway through. Yeah, like, it's not about her accent; it's just about her being like, oh, she's an Eastern European hottie. Oh, I mean, the other thing that again is like me looking at this with a twenty twenty three lens is like these are all white kids you know what I mean like there there may not be consequences for like these middle class white kids but that's not true of like other kids for whom who are participating in these activities and it's so like it sort of is just like compounding like the ick factor of this scene you know yeah it was definitely the most I didn't like this movie is very crass. We should talk about what we liked about this movie because I didn't yes. I did enjoy it. 
this is very crass, but I, but like, I love a super bad. I love, you know, I, there are so many movies in this vein that I love. We've gotten on here and talked about so many crass movies. The crass humor didn't upset me. The rape did, or the, yeah. like, the assault did. Um, I mean, I do think that there's something very genuine and honest about these 18 year old boys, like trying and girls. Cause you're right. Like we see the girls trying to sort of navigate, like, you know, do I want to have sex? When do I have sex? I love Natasha Leone is like the orgasm whisperer amongst this group of when friends. She referred like, to female masturbation. Cause this movie also talks about female masturbation in a way that was like, I wish I'd seen this as a kid. Yeah. Because I would have been like, oh, I guess it's okay for me to be doing that. Maybe I wouldn't still have shame about it at age 34. But at one point, Natasha Leone, so Tara Reed and Natasha Leone are best friends. And Tara Reed confesses that she's never had an orgasm. She and her boyfriend have not had, her boyfriend is one of the main four, one of the ones we don't know the names of because he's not Jason Biggs or Chris Klein. Um, And Natasha Leone is like, why don't you want to have sex? But they fooled around, right? She was like, why don't you want to have sex with him? don't you know how like great it is and she's like no what do you mean and natasha is like have you never had an orgasm they don't say orgasm of course but she's like have you never had one and terry is like i mean maybe i think so and natasha is like mm, baby girl you'd know um and then she was like even on your own and terry is like what are you even talking about and natasha leone goes you've never double clicked your mouse which is the only way i'm referring to female masturbation from here on <laughs> Um, click your mouse yeah and then i mean we get this scene where the boyfriend kevin's like older brother played by casey affleck a man who you know historically is all about women's pleasure um and women's consent allegedly but also allegedly casey affleck um like directs him to this like sex bible that like men have boys have been adding to like each year and they like pass it down and it's very focused on like female pleasure it and teaches like, him how to eat her out and giving and how to eat her out and then he successfully does it like all boys you know, all boys should get a all 16 to 18 year old boys should get a quick lesson on number one if you're gonna ask her to do it you better be fucking willing and number two here's how to do it successfully I was like, why are why are they not like making copies of this and just passing this out to like all boys? Because Truly, here's all another boys. Here's another thing from my youth that sprang to memory from this. More than one friend, well into our twenties, well into our twenties, confessed to me that their partners at the time had never orally pleased them. And I said, "Do you give blowjobs?" And each one said, "Yes, of course." And I said. A cab, but death penalty, you know, like, like again, criminal justice system is bad, but those those people deserve the death penalty. Yeah, I mean, basically, bottom line, demand pleasure. But also, like this movie talked about that. There were things about this movie that I was like, oh, it does seem progressive for ninety nine. We're talking about these girls deserving pleasure as much as the boys. We're talking about they're all having different views and takes on sex similar right like, and like some of them are as interested in sex and the thing that's interesting is like natasha leone who is sexually active like we've we know from like jump that she is a sexually active teenage girl she's never treated as like a slut or like none of like the her male friends look down on her like in fact like 
Kevin comes to her for advice, you know, like she is well, and the other boy, the most making working. valid decisions. And the one who is still a working actor whose name I'll never learn. There's like this whole thing where like the whole movie, there's these rumors about how big his dick is and how good and Betty is and what like a study is and blah, 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 blah. Come to find out that Natasha Leon was like, oh, yeah, I spread that for him because he asked me to. It's like the plot of EZA, except without the consequences of people then being like, right. oh, boo, you whore. Like, she was right. just like, oh, you know, I felt like I would do that. And then my dumb ass was like, oh, they're going to end up together. And Ben was like, it's very famous what happens to him. It's a famous tenant of this movie that he has sex yeah. with Jennifer Coolidge in a scene where she has sex with a drunk child. Now, is he technically 18? Yes did in 2023 i still say like come guys come on also in 2023 i was like this is what we're letting jennifer coolidge a woman who should be an egot do just be straight up hot also her doing like a sexy voice i was like what is this tanya what are you doing (laughs) no scenes between her and eugene levy so i couldn't even we couldn't even like have your best david guest moments again i guess i'll just go watch best in show but like yeah, they also have no scenes together. Um. Anyway, so I want to talk about why Jason Biggs is considered the lead <laughs> when Chris Klein is such a hottie. First of all, that he also has like the most growth. Yes, he has like the most interesting, the sweetest sort of like love story. You know, his Glee watched American Pie and was like, cool, we'll do that. But then with a much more tragic ending. Because right. his his plot is the Corey Monteith Glee plot where he like joins the singing group. Right. And because then, like, it's going to make him seem... And then he falls for... I kept wanting to call her Mira Sorvino. Mina Suvari. <laughs> Mina Suvari. Um, and then um. leaves his lacrosse game to go... Because he also loves singing. I did appreciate that the singing is pretty bad. It's not like, it's like high school good, but not good good, you know? Yeah. I was like, I like that we're not pretend. I like that different from Glee, we're not being like, look at these Broadway stars singing in a house. It was just like, oh. It felt like a high school Glee club. This this sucks a little bit. Like, you guys can't really sing, but it's sweet that you're trying. Yeah. So there's that, that I feel like Chris Klein was kind of written as like the central character but also like among the four there isn't really a central character Mm. i feel like they all get pretty equal like story development and so i was thinking wondering if like the reason that jason biggs kind of became like the breakout of this was because of that apple pie scene oh i was gonna say it was because of eugene levy yeah, Eugene I, Levy is the funniest among the funniest people to have ever walked the earth, right? And his, his all of his scenes are with Jason Biggs. So, so many of this movie's funniest scenes are Jason Biggs. And so we remember that. What we are, in fact, remembering is Eugene Levy being a, a legend. Yeah. I mean, because among the four, I actually feel like, okay, so the one whose name you refuse to learn, his name is Eddie K. Thomas. He's There's the one two I, said I refuse is, like, to learn, Carrie. I don't know the other one's name. Um, he's the one that I said has been like working like very consistently, and uh, he's like the he's like the dapper dresser, but he's a nerd. Yeah. Um, I felt like he had the best comedic timing. Like he mm. was the funniest. Um, Chris Klein was the hottie. Um, 
I like never really understood the Chris Klein thing. Like when when we were in it and watching this movie, I was like, all right, I get it. Um, I did too. And then I was like, oh, he's a teenager. And then I had to go uh, unpack that. But he was probably like 20, in his 20s when he made this movie, right? Uh, we don't have to get deep into it. Yeah, no. And yeah. And I wasn't like attracted to or turned on by Chris Klein in this movie. I just was like, oh, I get why teenage girls in the early aughts were like, Oh no, no there's Chris one Klein. man in this movie I'm attracted to and turned on by, and it is Sir Eugene Levy. Um but you know what a bushy anyway, eyebrow does to me. Um I really kind of feel like Jason Biggs, like the reason that he kind of became a breakout star because of this movie was because of that apple pie scene being so iconic and because of his scenes with Eugene Levy. As there's you also out. the apple pie scene is, and again, I'd never seen this movie, so I'd only seen it in pop culture. It's not anyone telling him what sex, it's them telling him what fingering feels like. They're like fingering a girl. A girl's vagina feels like an apple pie. And then he, so he like starts to finger the apple pie and then fucks it. He just like takes it far. He's just like a smarmy little horn dog. Right. Anyway, also, like then... watching it, I was like, this is gross. Um, the funniest part was afterwards when Eugene Levy says like, we'll just tell your mom we ate it. <laughs> like right. the, the reaction was the funny part to it. Um, I also really feel like the plot of two and American Pie 2 and American Wedding being focused on Jason Biggs and Allison Hannigan was not like necessarily, not that like there was ever a plan to have a sequel in a trilogy, but like, no, this movie just did insanely well. Right. And then, so they made more, but like this, the first one is not written to like for us to ever see those two end up together that's the thing is like so i watched this knowing that american wedding is about jason biggs and allison hanning wedding and i'm like her character is just like i asked you to prom because i knew you were sure thing and band geeks fuck (laughs) which also the joke of band geeks fucking is a teen movie staple um sexually active band geeks but like her point is just she seems like this nerd and i guess like so we asked her so like they end up going to prom together and it just seems sweet and then she's like no i would like to have sex with you i thought you would be a sure thing i get laid i fucking i play the flute like of course i do <laughs> like right and then disappears and you're like oh that was just funny right like that was just like subverting the stereotype of right. the like awkward band girl who fucks but i yeah. guess now we're committed and they have to I, I don't know i haven't have you we're doing this sequels for the patreon have you wa- i haven't watched two or wedding yet um no but i know what happens oh um, i don't i've never seen these movies no i haven't either but like i have a general idea of what happens um ben told me that two you also hooked up with who looked up the plot oh you spoiler alert ben told me that two has dehumanizes stifler so we'll see how that goes yeah um i so i truly feel like we pivoted to like the two of them because they got famous. She, they got fam- like the apple pie scene and this one time at band camp. Or she would have been parallelly been... famous because of Buffy. Yeah. I think this was during Buffy. The interesting thing about this, one of the most interesting things about watching this movie now is like you said, like looking at who these people are today, like, and how what like fame did to them right like poor yeah. tara reed tara yeah. reed plays 
the Kevin's girlfriend who who, uh, who I feel like was actually really sweet and charming in this movie. Terry, I really I liked her, her. I found her to be delightful. I thought she played like innocent doe-eyed girl, but who wanted to have sex really sweet. I thought like I found her very endearing, which again I was like, oh, and again, like it seems like she maybe had some fame and substance abuse issues, but also like we're looking at that now in the late 90s, early 2000s when like it's, like we maligned women for, you know, right. she would maybe caught up in the like Lindsay Lohan um, sort of like Paris Hilton of it all situation. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, just really quickly back to Alison Hannigan. It's kind of wild like how small her role was in this because this was like so Buffy ran from 97 to 2003. So this would have been like right in the middle of Buffy. So she was already decently famous at she this was point. She Buffy from the beginning? I've never seen Buffy. Yes. I you know how we watched... all have like gaps in our entertainment knowledge that we shouldn't tell people about if we work in TV and our feminist writers? Well, mine's Buffy. <laughs> I actually watched it. I had never watched it like when it aired. I watched it. I don't like as an adult, like when I was already a practicing lawyer it's like a full Mm. adult i went back and watched it all on netflix and it's a highly enjoyable show i probably should i'm watching catastrophe right now okay i'll add it to the list Um, um but yeah her but also like so i watched this as someone who was like well so allison hannigan at the time i guess wasn't known to be funny right like her buffy role buffy's not funny it has funny moments but no like i'm watching this and being like i'm being like yeah that is lily you know right yeah there's like, definitely a lily energy for sure although to be fair we know canonically that lily is a goth in high school which i now wonder i'm coming up with this theory is that like when they decided to show high school when on how i met your mother they decided to show high school them if they were like we have to make her not a band we have to make lily like, yeah. decidedly different yeah um which i think is probably a smart choice um but we can't make that lily wouldn't have been popular right right um so they made her goth anyway i found terry charming i thought she was sweet i i wonder i wonder what her story is like i wonder when we'll get the like tara reed redemption arc like we're currently getting with pamela anderson deservedly so but i wonder like it seems like she maybe had some fame and substance abuse issues and then we wrote her off as a party girl who didn't deserve humanity or kindness yeah chris klein also i don't know what was going on in this set but like several of them I mean, also, I think it's a fact, a byproduct of, like, being famous kids, but. I said, like, who was fucking behind the scenes, right? Like, they were all, like, oh, who was having sure. sex with Fresh. This is fresh off Elliot Page's memoir, which I have not read, but which basically just, like, lists the people he slept with when he was coming up in Hollywood and is like, oh, yeah, on Juno, me and Olivia Thirlby was, like, fucking everywhere. <laughs> I was like, what? Tell me more. Right. <laughs> which Go I guess, on. He's like, yeah, buy my fucking book and I will. Um. This is a conversation I have in my head with Elliot Page. Sure, um, but then, so learning that information, I then watched this and I was like, all right, who is fucking who, you know? Yeah. Well, Jason Biggs and Mina Savari dated? Or is that just like my, I loved the movie Loser Heart, wishing that for them? What's the movie Loser Heart? No, no, I'm saying my heart loved the movie Loser. What's oh my God, Allison. It was, it's a teenage rom-com with Jason Biggs and Mina Savari that came out after this. I actually think they're in college for most of it. Maybe they meet in high school and then they're in college. 
I found charming. We got to watch it. I found her delightful. And then I was like, she was great in American Beauty or was she? Is that Thora Birch? And then I went down to like, do I know the difference between Mina Savari and Thora Birch? And also like, do we need, do they both need to come back into the zeitgeist and play sisters in a movie, you know? Yeah, sure. Tell me now which one was in American Beauty. Both of them. Fuck you. Seriously? Yeah. Which one did? Thora Birch. Which Thora one did... Birch was the daughter and Mina Savari was her best friend who Kevin Spacey lusted after. He told us who he was right away. Well, sure. He was like, it's different because I'm lusting after a teenage girl. And in reality, I commit boys. sexual crimes against teenage boys. Um, virginity is a heteronormative construct, right? Because Wait, what I said, virginity is a heteronormative construct. Oh, sure, yeah. Because, uh, Tara Reed, Tara Reed, and her boyfriend are are having sex with each other, but they're both still virgins. They're you like because they're like doing everything, but yes, yeah. Also, like the concept of like virginity is i mean there are people far smarter than me and like who study this like the concept of like virginity and how it's essentially like a tool of the patriarchy to control women right um and it is false in its construction um because only on a biologically female body or like a body with a vagina is there a difference between like a virgin and a non-virgin, right? right? That's not true of a body with a penis. So it really is only like it is a concept that affects like bodies with vaginas. Sure. I remember as a teenager, because we were teenagers in the early 2000s where, and we were teenagers in a progressive family where we knew gay people and talked about gay people and gay was not like, you know people were gay and people were allowed to be gay and blah 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 blah. but also we were talked to about like virginity because it was the early 2000s and i remember genuinely being confused as to being like okay but if like once i figured out once i learned what gay sex was i was like then how do they know they've lost then they just like never lose their virginity and the answer is like of course they do sex acts it's not a thing you can lose and it's not a thing you can lose or have and well, and I think that that, to go back to the movie we're talking about, that is very much the, like, Tara Reed and Kevin, I don't know his real name story. Um, I looked him up they, now, he has a beard, and he is an attractive adult. It was, you know, like, they they love each other. Were they in love? No, not necessarily. And they, they say to each other, like, it's not a lie that we love each other, but we also know, like, we're not going to be this is not going to work in college um they're the anti uh like to all the boys i loved couple remember we talked about how like we were like your long distance college relationship is never going to work um tara reed and kevin like acknowledge that they weren't lying to there's so much about this movie that i'm like it does feel like a heightened obviously comedic version of high school that was just then like really marred by like a 20 minute yucky yucky scene in the middle yeah yeah um yeah because they also so they do all end up losing their virginity with the exception of chris klein it's not clear he's it, it's implied but like he, he doesn't the thing i like about him is he doesn't 
they're all talking about it later and he says like because he and not thora birch he and Suvari have um like they're gonna he says i think i'm falling in love with her and so he doesn't like he's respecting her like we can do this but it's not gonna be something you like right do to brag about with your boy and they unlike tara reed and her boyfriend will be close to each other in college and will try to make it work because there's a big difference between East Lansing and Ann Arbor and East Lansing and Ithaca, New York. This is fake East Lansing, Carrie. It was like East Michigan Lake High. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they, I mean, they refer to MSU being in East Lansing. So like they're accurate in that way. One other thing I will say for this movie, it's a tight 90 minutes and perfectly. Perfectly. They you know tell- what? They, they only made it too long because that, um, Shannon Elizabeth video scene was too long and by exactly. too long I mean it existed Could have just done it's that. a tight 90 minutes and there are four different stories happening at the same time and they all get decent enough development that by the end I'm like this is how all your stories should have ended and there's a um, bunch of side characters John Cho is there probably right. someone at some point was like yikes this is white and they were like meh um, I'm an Asian guy we get like a sweet love story we get like the end of the relationship we get just a like crazy roll in the hay i mean we get it all right and And we get one of them having sex with his friend's mom right so in that way i'm very and we get a blink 182 cameo because it's 1999 a blink 182 cameo that i completely miss it took me a minute when you said that i was like what so during the Shannon Elizabeth scene, there's all the people watching from their own video feeds and it's gross. And I was distracted by how gross it was. But then at one point there's a band practicing and I was like, is that Blink-182? And then they were gone for like five full minutes. And I was like, I think that was Blink-182, but I'm not rewinding because I refuse to watch the scene more than I have to. Finally, they came back and I was like, fuck, I would know Travis anywhere. And it was, it was Blink-182. Because he's everywhere right now. Because well, if I have to fucking hear about Courtney and Travis being pregnant one more time in point two, Travis and pregnant freak out um aren't so they're like also on tour fair i can't keep up with who's on tour besides the people i care about being on tour so that's only beyonce and taylor swift to me right now fair um other than the like icky shannon elizabeth storyline the most offensive character to me and besides stifler who's like supposed to be offensive is Tara Reed's boyfriend. He's the one who has like sucks the, the most. most. He sucks the most. The like a lot of what he says, I'm just like, you're gross, and Tara Reed deserves better. Yes, he sucks. And she gets mad at him at one point in the movie because he keeps talking about how he can like nail her down, and she overhears it. And I want to be like Tara Reed. And he's like, so I put pretty. in months of quality time with her to like for her to keep like holding out on me, and it's like, ew, ew. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he should have just fucked an apple pie. There's a couple of like moments of um some mild gay panic, but it's largely coming from Stifler. So I feel like, in some ways, it's like other than drinking the cum, which to be fair, I mean maybe it's supposed to be gay panicky. I did think I was like, that's really gross, and I was like, I'm a heterosexual woman. Why is that gross in this context? But not sorry, mom and others. But I did think like if I drank beer with cum in it, I'd be really grossed out. So basically, yes. what's his face? Because uh, Tara Reed's boyfriend jizzes into a cup of beer after they're like hooking up. Oh, she's giving him a blowjob and she doesn't want him to come in her mouth because respect. 
so and then like later stifler drinks it and i did i was like oh that is really gross and then at the moment of like i should i should think about like well but also like we don't have to get too deeply into it our mother listens but you know like, i haven't not had come in my mouth well and i expect stifler maybe he's never had sex we don't know maybe we'll find out in number two <laughs> number um, two <laughs> what are you eight um yes I, I expect he's the kind of guy that expects a girl to swallow, but like then when he drinks it or swallows it himself, it's a problem. It's kind of, you know, it's a little like, there's also a line, I didn't write it down, but there is a line, oh, when Chris Klein has joined the Glee Club, he's like, are you gay now? Or something like that. I mean, again, I think because Stifler is painted as such an unlikable character and a character that like nobody takes seriously in this movie, that those aren't really meant as like punching down jokes you know what i mean like they're not meant it's meant to show stifler sucks yeah i mean to be honest like bring it on has way more gay panic than this i did say when the start of this movie i was like oh it's a teen movie made in 1989 we're about to get a whole lot of f word and correct me if i'm wrong i don't think there was any no which i always appreciate when we don't you slurred? No, honestly, I was actually, and I, I know the bar is on the floor, but the bar was <laughs> the bar's on the floor when people aren't using slurs. The bar was even more on the floor in 1999, but like I was pleasantly surprised at how little homophobia this movie had. Not a, there's not a gay character, and like let's be clear, like no one's representing gay people as people or as right sure in this movie. Right, it but is at a least we're very white. bringing on there's just homophobia everywhere right yeah it's a very white heteronormative movie about virginity and losing your virginity yeah it's about rich white kids losing their virginity which is like none of you would have to deal with consequences (laughs) right right um yeah again i have a full page notes in the channels but i think we talked about that for a long time i need a like where are they now for some of these people you know like what have you been up to how is your sit in rehab? What are you doing now? Who did you date? Who are you dating now? I do. I want an oral history. I want to know who had sex with it. Yeah. Sure. I want an Elliot Page style memoir. Let's look at who's dating who. Where he we? just like lists who he had sex with while making movies. But who I want it specifically for this movie. Jason Biggs. He's married. Well, he is now. But like historically, who has he dated? Let's see. Remember when you told me you'd pay me $100 if I could tell you who Chris Klein dated in the early 2000s and then I said Jessica Biel and you never paid up? Was it Jessica Biel? No, it was Katie Holmes. No, Chris Klein and Jessica Biel. Hold on. I'm there. Well, he's been married to Lena Rose Thiefault since August 2015. Um, it was Katie Holmes. He was, Katie also, Holmes. Like, he was engaged to Katie Holmes from 2003 to 2005. Okay, then he was in a relationship $100. with jennifer goodwin from 2006 2008 and then he was in a relationship with lindley gardner i don't know who that is in 2006 and then he's been married to lena rose thyfault since 2015 who are you thinking of that who did jessica beale date for uh-huh you're right because she did free timberlake free timberlake sure sure god they've been married a long time Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Chris if Evans. Chris Klein had continued to have a career, he'd be in the Evans, Reynolds, Gosling vein. Mm-hmm. Jessica Biel had a relationship with Derek Jeter 
wild. Who hasn't? I've had a relationship with Derek Jeter. Get out of here. Adam Lavorgna. Wait, why are you in Jessica Beals now? Here, go back to this cast. Wait, okay. Jason Biggs. Focus. Jason Biggs. (laughs) Um, Make it a game. Make me guess. He's rumored to have hooked up with Tara Reid. So there you go. She dated Carson Daly for a long time. Yes, my brain could. I would have. I would have cured diabetes by now. But my but brain Jason is otherwise dated who in the early 2000s. Otherwise, his dating history is really fucking boring. Let's look at Sean William Scott. If he's got anything interesting, January Jones and Jamie King. Is he the father of January Jones's baby? Mm, I don't think that timing works out. They did in like two thousand and three. My kid's probably grown, um, man. Who else? Natasha Leon. Hold on. First, I'm doing Eddie K. Thomas. I bet there's nothing on him since he's not really like Eddie K. Thomas is the one that has sex with Jennifer Coolidge, right? Um. Yes. Oh, he's married to Ari Greener, who. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly okay. We I have to at say, some like... point do for a good time call. For a good time call is a great movie. Yeah, they've been together since 2008. Oh, no, wait. Wait, hold on. This says she's single now, but it says he's... Hold on, I gotta go to Wikipedia. You haven't made this a game. I should have made this a game. Oh, he's aged quite nicely. Hmm. All right. At some point, he dated Ari Greener. Good for them, unless they are no longer together and don't like each other. Yeah. She also killed her little sister on an episode of Blown Our View. Um, I'm currently watching Fringe and she's on that. Um, Thomas Ian Nicholas is the one who we keep saying we don't know what his name is. And the one who played Terry's boyfriend. He was married to DJ Colette. I don't know who that is. My fucked up brain went to DJ Tan. Um, Allison Hannigan. I'm pretty sure Allison Hannigan's been married to her husband forever. At least since I married mother was in the year. Yeah. She they've been married since 2003. Um, so that's pretty boring. Um what was Natasha Leon's dating history pre Armisen? Are they still together? I hope not. She's currently single. Good. Um Oh god, she has a Is it dark? Wild dating history. Yeah. Well the, first, the, bad the most, guys? two most recent are. <laughs> Uh, Fred Armisen, Michael Rappaport, Oof. Adam Goldberg. As far as I know, there's nothing like terribly problematic about Adam Goldberg. Edward Look, Furlong. Michael Rappaport is a scumbag, but he's mark. our scumbag, Carrie. We are responsible uh, for Rappaport and Rebecca Ryan Stamos' husband. Uh, I, by we, I mean the Bravo fans. Sure. Um... Yeah, that was underwhelming. I always hoped she was a lesbian. Not hoped. I like. I feel like she has played iconic lesbians to not be queer. Um, this her her who dated who implies that she's bisexual because there's a woman she had a relationship with a woman at one point. All right, this isn't enough though. I need an oral history of who was having sex with who on set. Sure. Naturally. For every teen movie ever made. Um. Now I'm just like clicking on people. Carla Gallo and Clea Duvall had a relationship at one point. Who knew? Mm, not possible. Those two women are the same to me. 
<laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I How'd mean, you get to Carla Gallo and Clea Duvall? I got to Carla Gallo because when you look at Natasha Leone, Carla Gallo is like one of the like related people, you know, like you might be interested in. No, no. That, curly haired white women? Like, how do we get there? I don't like funny people. I don't know. Carla Gallo is much less famous. God, Adam Goldberg, like, keeps showing up. So does Chris Evans. Jesus. Carrie, you know there was a time in the early 2000s when, like, Goldberg and Evans were just, like, cleaning up. Adam Goldberg's, the three women, like, he's been with the same woman since 2010. But prior to them, the three women on his Who Dated Who are Christina Ricci, Natasha Leone, and Julie Delpy. Three of, like, probably the most interesting women in Hollywood. I now like, this makes me this makes me respect him more. Truly. He likes a lady who can think. Truly. Good for you, Adam Goldberg. Good for you. What has he done since guest starring on Friends 20 years ago? Oh, he's around. He's I feel like been a little bit of everywhere. All right, we're gonna move on from who's dating who, I promise. But another person who's just like cleaning up with like interesting women. Um, Chris Evans, Lily James, what Jenny Slate, Evans? Christina Ricci, Minka Kelly, and Jessica Biel. Also rumored Christina to have Ricci hooked has up dated with... so many. I mean, good for her. Um, well, she's been around forever. It's like Christina Ricci. Ricci. Then we up really want to be. Yeah. And there's a lot of people Christina Ricci because we do a podcast about rom coms. My brain is broken. Okay. Anyway, we can move on. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I enjoyed it except for that 20 minute period where I hated it. Uh, yeah. I guess we're going to watch the next two and see if there are 20 minute periods we hate. I will say to those of you considering joining our Patreon and also if you've gotten this far in this episode and you're not on the Patreon, come on, we've been rambling for so long. Um, We get drunker and looser on the Patreon sure. and reveal secrets. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut the story about losing my virginity and we can save our virginity loss stories for the Patreon. There's a thing. Yeah. Join our Patreon. You can hear how we both lost our virginity. Um, all right. Well, oh, what are we watching next? <laughs> what are we watching next? I have no idea where my phone is. Also, my phone is broken because I dropped it on a sidewalk today. Okay, hold on. I want it. Wait. I mean, it's. I can look it up. It like keeps getting better and then worse and then better. Oh my god. Do you remember? Oh, hold on. Princess Diaries, you put in one and two. Are we committing to one? Yeah, we gotta do two because I'm a pine girl. And we've talked about Evans way too much on this podcast for my comfort. I was gonna say, I feel like you would fight hard for two. Princess Diaries 1 is a better movie. The Here's what's beautiful about the Princess Diaries series that we will get into heavily in our next episode. Really tracks the progression of men I'm attracted to. Because when Princess Darius 1 came out and she's into the like emo boy in a band, oof, did that speak to me? To Chris Pine? The emo boy in the band to Chris Pine Pipeline. Me and Anne Hathaway. Truly. Also, we will talk about how Disney needs to do a like Anne Chris follow up movie, you know, like a 10 years later where they know. I know it's probably longer than that, but. Like, or, like, I want to see them ruling 
Genovia. Unrelated. You know? An unrelated movie, but just as Anne Hathaway and Chris Prine, they commit crimes together and also have sex. Love it. Stunning. Ooh, stunning. Legally, I can't have just pitched that. So if you're a studio exec listening to this podcast, uh, give us a fair wage and then you can buy it from me. That's a good idea I just had that I'm not legally allowed to pitch. Okay, anyway, join us in two weeks for both Princess Diaries. Get on the Patreon because we're going to do the rest of America. Bye. I'm sorry. Is what you're telling me that we have to, like, within the next month, watch both Princess Diaries and two more American Pie movies? We're also, because we're indebted to our patrons, going to do a a very special Barbie one where we're going to get drunk on Rosé and talk about Barbie. And there's not going to be an ounce of criticism. Maybe we'll wear all pink. But basically, you got to join the Patreon because it's going to be fun. Maybe that's where we'll tell the story of how we lost our virginity. Yes. Um, um, join our Patreon. And if you're not on our Patreon, or if you are, if you're just like a, a, if you're a regular fan or a committed fan, you can be there for Princess Diaries 1 and 2. And then if you're a hella committed fan, you're going to get some good content in the next month. Bye. Bye. <laughs>